0: First Saturday Lime is a non-toxic, super strong drying agent derived from 100% natural products. First Saturday Lime has the ability to dry out insects, eggs, and larvae. It's effective as a treatment for infestations as well as preventing those little buggers from infiltrating your coops and barns in the first place.
1: This pesticide alternative is something we use regularly on our farms, and it's a total game-changer no matter which season we are in. Not only does it keep away bugs, but it also helps soak up ammonia and tame down the stink in your animal enclosures. So go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and subscribe to safe and never run out of one of our favorite farm products.
0: Oh hey there Sam.
1: Oh hey Bev. What you drinking this week?
0: So I just opened a Flying Embers hard kombucha Mm -hmm. and the flavor is lemon orchard. It has mint, lavender, and ginger in it.
1: Ooh, I like that. I I need to try that one.
0: It was a uh, dog sitting uh, gift (laughs) from my neighbor because I got to Dogs it. the most adorable frenchie ever i oh, was <laughs> so jealous i was
1: so jealous i was like living vicariously through you and your stories
0: he's adorable <sighs> yes. so what are you drinking over there
1: so i am drinking a bud light lime Ooh. Ooh. super exciting i know it was like the one thing in the fridge that seemed appealing uh so that's just what i went with today It's just an old faithful. You can't go wrong.
0: No shame in having an old faithful.
1: Yeah.
0: Our drink peep this episode is our friend Elise Ferguson, which is at e g f brahma mama over on the Instagram. So cheers,
1: Elise. Cheers.
0: Okay, so I have a really quick correction. We haven't had had one in a while. No, we haven't. I was listening to last week's episode and uh, while I was editing it, and I said that I can't believe it's been a year and a half since I've had my goats and I'm finally having goat babies for the first time. And I was like, a year and a half? It's actually not that long, because you usually wait (laughs) until they're about a year before you breed them, Mm -hmm. and then it takes about five months. So I did the math really quick, and I was like, no, wait, I've had them for two and a half years. That's why it feels like it's been so long. So it's, it's a quick correction. I just, I totally misspoke, and rather than cutting it out of the episode, I decided just to correct myself later.
1: Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun with goats, though, so it's easy to miscalculate.
0: Yes, yes it is.
1: Oh, well, I don't know if excited is the right word for what we're going to talk about today, but I am feeling like a little I don't know. I think I'm just kind of edgy this week because of some things happening at work. Uh so I'm kind of excited to talk about a a topic that I'm feeling a little rage about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about the Burger King commercial. Yes. And you probably know what commercial we're talking about. It's the one that's gotten Farm Twitter and Instagram like super pissed. Pissed. For, for valid reason, which yes. we're going to talk about. Yep. And just in case you haven't seen it, we're going to give you an audible blow-by-blow <laughs> of the commercial, just for funsies. Uh, but really, you should go watch the commercial, uh, just because I kind of feel like the Audible version isn't isn't going to do it justice.
1: <laughs> yeah, trust me when I say that it leaves an impression on you. Uh, so you definitely want to go check it out. But Bev, you typed all this out, so I want to hear you read it to us. OK. <laughs>
0: And after we go through the commercials blow by blow, uh, we're going to dive into what we thought of the commercial, what BK got wrong, and Mm -hmm. how farmers are feeling about it. And maybe we'll get to talk about some things that they might have done right. So uh, it's going to be an exciting one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: And now that we're talking about this damn commercial, it's stuck in my head.
1: (laughs) I know. And they have like a short version of this commercial, too, that's just like, rules the fact they're quote-unquote facts and it doesn't have anything to do with what you're about to describe but i have the jingle with that shorter version just like the audio track from that in my head as we're talking about this and i it's just making me want to drink faster
0: (laughs) well it's definitely catchy so Mm -hmm. i'll give them that so the commercial, if you haven't seen it, it opens up with a hokey, colorful farm scene. It's filled with primary colors. There's cutouts, like cardboard cutouts. Um, and there's children, dairy cows, and a yodeling boy <laughs> singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the opening lyric is, when cows burp and fart and splatter, while well, it ain't no laughing matter, they're releasing methane every time they do. I won't sing it because i can't sing i sound like a dying cat (laughs) and so okay so that's that's where we're starting with this Mm -hmm, commercial mm -hmm. and this farm scene which is clearly designed to appeal to kindergartners uh suddenly fades away and our yodeling cowboy rises through the sky like methane and he's holding his nose like he can't breathe and this is where it gets scary guys
1: (laughs) so scary and so unnecessary
0: (laughs) Everything turns red and is smoky, and these poor children have to don gas masks because I guess they can't breathe because the methane is just, like, so bad Uh, that there's no more oxygen. I don't know.
1: Cow farts really – I mean, cow shit stinks, don't get me wrong, but it also reminds me of my childhood, so maybe this kid is just not an actual – yodeling cowboy kid and isn't used to the smell of, of cow shit i don't know but he can't breathe apparently with this and he needs this gas mask and it yes. looks really scary
0: it actually does look kind of scary it's like straight up out of like i don't know dystopian future novels or something yes like
1: that. but they're using children okay i'll let you continue
0: but don't worry Burger King is going to save the cows and the planet by feeding them lemongrass and reducing their cow's fart emissions. <laughs> That's basically the gist of the song. Yeah. I don't have to tell you any other lyrics. Yeah. But it continues and uh, the yodeling frenzy continues. There's so much yodeling. So much yodeling.
1: There's melting icebergs too. I don't know if you caught that at all. Oh.
0: I didn't catch the melting icebergs. There was a lot of visuals from it that I probably just, like, totally missed, I'm sure. Lots of
1: symbolism, yeah.
0: Yes, lots of symbolism. Uh, And the song does continue to talk about, like, the science and how BK is making the formula free and open source, so they're beef producers can follow suit. And at the very end of the commercial, they state that since they're part of the problem, they want to be part of the solution and they link to a web page where they've laid out their research and how to reproduce their lemongrass feeding program, which they call their cow's menu. It's hashtag cow's menu. That was basically like the purpose <laughs> of the commercial. So ignoring the message of the commercial for now, <laughs>
1: What did you think of it, Sam? So it's funny because the night this came out, I think we were watching something on TLC, which the Learning Channel, which has, like, all the 90 Day Fiancé stuff on it. All the garbage TV that I love watching. So it's commercial time. I wasn't paying attention. I'm looking at my phone. But I hear this weird song, and my husband goes, what the hell is that? And I had to, like, rewind it and watch it. And I'm just, like, I was so distracted by so many things in that commercial that I didn't, like, the message of it didn't really hit me right away. And I was just, I was mad. I was so mad. <laughs> and I was mad for a few reasons. Okay. So, vir- it's virtue signaling all the way. Like, look how good we are. Buy our burgers. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, And if you don't know what virtue signaling is, the definition, according to Google, is the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. So it's a valid approach what they're trying to do. I, I get it. Um. They should be proud of the research that we're doing, and we'll get into that a little bit. But I'm personally turned off by the approach. Maybe it's because of all the disingenuous virtue signaling I'm seeing, like, across the board right now for a lot of different things, and I'm just very burned out by it. And this is only being rolled out in select cities right now, and that is listed in very, very fine print, if I recall correctly. It's It's all, like, densely populated cities they would be cities that would be more leaning towards the political party that really grasps on to climate change. So that's the other thing here. Like climate change, whether you agree with it or not, is an incredibly political topic. Whether we want to say it is or not, it is. People get heated over it because of their political leanings. So the other thing I found creepy was that they're using kids to to like drive across, drive home a potentially political message or it can be seen that way whether that was in their intent or not and like using children to drive home political agenda has a really dark history if you know anything about like Nazi Germany um so that kind of just automatically triggers for me like maybe not a good move BK but I don't know how else they would have gone about getting this message out so I'm not here to say that they were totally wrong in their attempt but I think they might have wanted to try a different one. Um, I also just didn't know because of everything happening in the commercial if the facts they were saying were true or not. There's not, like, a lot of room for giving context to the cow methane burp fart problem when you're talking about the whole, like, GHG pie. Like, throwing stats out there Um, in a commercial feels a little, like, eh to me like it turns out like we had talked about them before so in retrospect they weren't inaccurate but they were throwing an awful lot at us in that commercial
0: well and it's hard to take anything serious like when it's being yodeled at you by uh, a child yeah. right like yeah. I don't know you just you like you don't know
1: what to say to that right you think?
0: <laughs> you're just like
1: I was like at a loss for a while there and I'm sure that the intentions of the commercial were not malicious, but I don't know, like maybe Burger King PR person needs to be fired because I don't know how you wouldn't think that would get a reaction out of people. It worked for me. I was so pissed that I actually did go to the website that they flash at the end of the at the end of the commercial. And after reading the research, I did get a little less pissed, but I still don't necessarily agree with their approach
0: (laughs) so you sent me the link yeah I actually didn't know anything about this commercial and all I got was this link from Sam Mm -hmm. so I click on it and I read it and I was like oh well that's kind of neat yeah (laughs) yeah the research is kind of interesting and just the idea you know that, uh, that a food company that's not necessarily a farm um there are some food companies that do actually like contract raise their own food and i Mm -hmm. don't know if that's like what the direction bk is trying to go or what i'm not gonna pretend like i know exactly the way that their business works uh but when i read it i just thought oh well that's like it's kind of neat it's neat to see some research being done in this area so i got the research and that like, very nice page from Burger King before I saw the commercial. So then the next day, (laughs) I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I just see rage about this commercial. And I was like, well, this sounds like it has to do with that link that Sam sent me yesterday. So I watch it and I was like, well, I don't know that I like fully understand like what the big deal is because I read the research first. <laughs> right. So like I already right. knew what the point of the commercial was, although like it, I did feel like it was super hokey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so bad. It's so it bad. Was. Even if it was like an adult male instead of a young boy still would have been super hokey and creepy and creepy i
0: i feel like that might have been creepier
1: i I don't know maybe i don't know (laughs) i think they should have just totally gone with a different idea because i i agree like if i would have read the research first i wouldn't have been initially so triggered about what i was seeing because the research is actually really cool
0: Yeah, it is. But, you know, I I read a couple articles about like the commercial and what farmers beef with the commercial was. (laughs) 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 And like, I I totally get it now. Like now I'm on team. I really don't like this commercial. And I also don't like yodeling. (laughs) Full disclosure. (laughs) So this commercial sucks. Like from an ad standpoint. And I I honestly don't I don't think that it got its point Mm -mm. across. Like at all.
1: Mm -mm. So I think we can uh start kind of diving into some of the ag community things that we found as examples of why some of the leaders in the farm industry might be a little upset about this commercial. Overall, like the overarching theme is like farm leaders are saying the ad is condescending and hypocritical, and there's actually a tweet from Professor Frank. Do you know how to say his last name? Mitlener. You're so good at that. Um. So he's actually a scientist at UC Davis whose research we re- referenced in our episode number 82, Car Tailpipes versus Cow Tailpipes, where we do talk about GHG emissions. Um, And that was a very interesting episode. So I encourage you to go listen to that if you would like to learn more. Um, But he tweeted, it's not the cow's farts in all caps. Um, And he explains (laughs) that nearly all enteric methane from cattle is from belching. Suggesting otherwise turns this serious climate topic into a joke reducing methane is a huge opportunity that should be the goal but we shouldn't trivialize it for trendy marketing hashtag cow's menu and i tend to agree with him on that
0: yeah i was really glad that we were able to find like that actual tweet yeah um and that it was a researcher that we had referenced and we were familiar with his work Mm -hmm. uh so it makes that just a little easier yes. uh to like build on what we've already gone over although it's kind of funny I sort of want to like slide a corrections corner in for that whole episode <laughs> since we titled it cowtail pipes versus cartail pipes oh yeah it should have been like cow Burps. i don't know mouth pipes versus cartel pipes i don't know but i think i think the point is that he's trying to say is that like cow farts make it kind of funny and that was why we had picked cow tail pipes versus cartel pipes for the title Mm -hmm. we were being cheeky and funny but that's false information and we were part of the perpetuating of that false information which i feel terrible about but it, it happens this is the way that you learn and grow. And uh, we were wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know it's the belching, yeah. not the farting. And it's an important distinction. Because when you want to have a conversation about a serious topic like this, you have to have some of the basic information correct, mm-hmm. or anything else you say can just be dismissed.
1: Right. And part of the commercial indicated that the kids were, like, coming out of a cow's butthole. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, Gross. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> and when you're using children. That's why I just had a really big problem with so much of this. Like, it, this was really well thought out in the creativity space. So somebody spent a lot of time on this. And I also have questions on when this was put together considering everything for covid has like shut down a lot of new commercials like you're seeing a lot of older commercials or them creatively like like there's this arby's commercial where they like blur out one of the sandwiches that is no longer available and make a joke like how they had to reuse an old commercial so it probably depends on where production took place or how long ago it took place Um, But I also thought it was interesting that they had the resources to do that during this time. So it might have been sitting in their back pocket for a while. That's really interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. So cattle farmer Michelle Miller, which you guys probably recognize because she goes by Farm Babe and has like a huge following on all of the social media channels. Uh, She actually called on her followers to boycott the fast food chain. And she said, and I quote, why are you putting me down? If it wasn't for people like me, you wouldn't even have a company, which is pretty fair. Yeah,
1: unless they just wanted to, you know, do their veggie burgers.
0: And UC Davis professor uh, Ermias Kibriab, I'm sure that I butchered that name and I apologize, uh, who's been involved with the lemongrass research. This is a professor that actually helped uh, work on this study that Burger King is referencing in this commercial. Uh, Told the BBC that the results so far have been promising, but the study is still ongoing. Mm. And he said that he was shocked by the tone of the video and was concerned that it would alienate farmers. And he said that the scientific basis of the study actually is sound, but the video that accompanied it is why a lot of people, especially in the farming community, were not happy. And that they're just using some cliche connotations of farming to get clickbait.
1: Yep. I It, it actually makes me feel so much better that these researchers that know a lot about what they're doing are kind of in alignment as far as how this could have been handled better
0: yeah i i i I agree with that i feel good about that too
1: yeah and it but it does kind of concern me that the that (laughs) burger king kind of put all their eggs in this weird ass yodeling basket when the research (laughs) isn't conclusive yet like it's promising (laughs) but we don't know how long ago they filmed that and they're putting their eggs in all that basket in that basket, and they're releasing it. So, it, I it feels a little presumptuous to me when it's not finalized yet.
0: Yeah, well, the stats that Burger King shared um, are the same ones that we referenced in that episode, the car tailpipes and cow tailpipes episode. Um, livestock account for 14.5% of greenhouse gas emissions caused by humans, with cattle representing the largest share, and that's according to the Food and Agriculture Organization, which You'll see uh, Shorten does FAO, and U.S. beef production specifically contributes 3% of greenhouse gas emissions, and that's according to Frank Mitlener, which is the UC Davis professor, that like this is his bag. Mm-hmm. This is what he does.
1: Yes. Farm Babe said farmers are committed to doing their part to reduce emissions, but cattle are being used as the scapegoat for bigger problems. Um, She also criticized the gas masks being worn by the children in the video as fear-mongering. I tend to agree with that. It was a little dramatic. Um, And she says, for a company whose business is selling burgers, the concerns seemed out of place. She says, that is so hypocritical. If you really care about the planet, why wouldn't you focus on reducing food waste? Why don't you focus on reducing plastics? And how about all the cars at your drive-thrus? Um, She said the firm should focus on promoting the research in other ways and take the video down. She also says they act like we're a bunch of bumbling hicks and they're not appreciating what we do. Bring us up. Don't put us down. Bev and I are big fans of checklists and continuing to better plan ahead for each season on our farms. That's why we want to encourage you to start thinking ahead about how you may need to keep your farm animals cozy in colder weather, especially in emergency situations.
0: Sweeter heaters are infrared radiant heat panels that use a carbon heating element instead of bulbs. There's a built-in snap action cutout that will turn the unit off automatically in case of an accident, and the heater lands face down where heat isn't allowed to escape. It will not reach the flashpoint of setting bedding on fire, which is always a concern
1: with heat lamps. Sweeter Heater is also fully sealed, which means easy and safe cleaning, and the product is also backed by a three-year warranty. Sweeter Heater products are not just for the farm. They can also be found in animal rescues, veterinarian clinics, and hospitals, and even major zoos.
0: So go to sweeterheater.com and use code DRINKINFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's sweeterheater.com. Use code DRINKINFARM, all lowercase. Okay, so I want to discuss Farm Babe's arguments for just a moment um, because it's a common theme that I've kind of seen come up a few times whenever like an entity that's from outside of agriculture does research or attempts to add to the innovation within agriculture. And one of those things is that like the commercial never said that the beef industry wasn't already being innovative mm-hmm. or that they weren't trying to reduce methane output Also, calling them hypocritical and pointing to like other things that they should be doing is a common debate tactic. Uh, It's actually like one of those logical fallacies (laughs) that you see, (laughs) you know, that come up in debates. Yeah. Uh, Because what it is, is it's attempting to steer the discussion off of the topic at hand, which is cows. Like we're not talking about cars. We're not talking about drive throughs We were just talking about cows. But yeah, Burger King should be looking for other ways to reduce their carbon footprint but so should all of us right i mean there's tons of things i know i could be doing better personally so and i only bring those up uh, because i think it's important that when you're listening to or reading you know like different sides of arguments to look out for things like that because there is fair criticism about this burger king commercial i just don't think that all of those were part of that fair criticism. And I totally agree with her that they should take it down because like I've already said, it's hokey, it's distracting. It doesn't stick to the facts of the matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even get the facts about like cow methane correct, which is super weird. (laughs) And they released this commercial before their research was complete, peer reviewed, and proven to be replicable. So they like Jumped the gun. Totally jumped the gun on that. Yeah, yeah I almost said shot the bed. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> they belched in each other's faces. I don't know.
0: They stepped in the cow Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I like that.
1: Okay, so I had a few other thoughts too. Um, but kind of... I don't want to say this commercial is dangerous, but maybe it's not a good idea. And some things that I've been seeing recently is that like people don't always do their own research. They don't always like see the link at the end of the commercial and go to it. If I didn't do that, I'd just be so pissed and have no idea like why they're doing what they're doing. So not everybody notices that there's that link. Not everybody will go to it. And they might think that what BK is putting out there because they're a very established company um, is 100% accurate. Um, that might be a stretch that people would think that commercial is 100% accurate. But some, the, like, the amount of people I see posting articles on the internet where they're completely outraged by like a clickbait title and they clearly did not read the article is alarming.
0: Yeah, I think people, uh, they allow their personal biases mm-hmm. uh, to sort of take over all reason when it comes to things that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. which it, it's a common human phenomenon. Right.
1: <laughs> And, like, to kind of play devil's advocate to what you were saying about, like, the farm people being like, eh, you should, you know, get cars in their drive through blah, blah, blah. Kind of like what Farm Babe was saying. Like, reduce your food waste, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can – if I put myself in their shoes and they do work really hard, I think there are a lot of people in the ag industry that do work hard to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And when you look at the big picture – with BK kind of attempting to do what they're doing in a silo, no pen intended, <laughs> uh, without including ag leaders, feels like total virtue signaling. Like that, look at me. Um, and then when you also consider that reducing the cow generated GHD by 33% with a very specific type of lemongrass, like it's this lemongrass in Mexico, not the lemongrass that they grew at UC Davis. Yeah, it didn't work in UC Davis. That's important to point out. I don't think we said that yet. So I'm glad you said that. But it's so neat and interesting that it's this very specific kind. Um, But like that 33% reduction in the time it would take to adopt all that, it's got to feel a little offensive when you realize that like China is responsible for around 28% of the GHG globally and gives like zero Fs about it. (laughs) <laughs> the u.s is responsible for 14 percent that's still a lot we're number two um but the u.s has only seen an increase of 1.8 percent in carbon emissions since 1992 while china has seen 270 percent increase over the same time period so we're headed in the right direction so i think people kind of need to give themselves a little more credit and maybe not get so amped up and offended um but also realize like It's got to feel like you're getting picked on a lot with the cow farts and burps. And now you have this offensive commercial. And they're like, you can do everything and and be the best that you can absolutely be. But there's still, like, you know, huge countries like China that, like, just do what they want to do. Yeah. (laughs) And, in
0: fact, so I did do just, like, a tad more digging into, like, China's carbon footprint and whatnot. And so I actually didn't realize this. China has four times the population of the U.S. Oh, yeah. But they're also
1: big into coal, And that's not going anywhere.
0: And they also do a lot of our manufacturing for us, too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, like, 90% of the things that we, you know, use to celebrate 4th of July comes from
1: China (laughs) and their factories. You know what I mean? Right. Like,
0: it feels really weird. That's a weird thing to, like, actually say out loud, but that's totally true. It's (laughs) true.
1: But that's why, like, if you want to really make an impact, you got to slow down and think, do I want to buy this cheap-ass thing from China?
0: So that could totally, you know, reduce uh, China's carbon footprint if they did less of our manufacturing for us. And, yeah. and I'm all for American manufacturing. That's something that I actually do care about. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like I specifically order clothes that were manufactured in the United States and grown like with crops from the United States because I feel like that's something I believe in. So right. I actually like, make the effort to go and do that. Right. So, I mean, everybody kind of gets to like pick the thing that they'll uh that they'll latch onto and use as like their piece of of doing their part doing their
1: good right right yeah and i think just in summary i i don't i'm not saying to not do things to improve over time and to and to make those personal decisions about like bev said with her clothing and not buying things from china if you can avoid it or if you feel passionate about Buying America made or or whatever. Or Canada made. Like we have some Canadian listen listeners. Oh yeah. You know, yep. if you want to buy things from the country that you live in. Um I, I just think it I can see why farmers feel singled out when a lot of them are already trying so hard and the the slice of the pie that they own is so small. And they're just picking on their cow farts and it's not even the cow farts problem. It's the burps. So I like
0: the cow burps. I get it. Yeah, and it's only three percent of that number of the that whole piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's totally fair. It's a weird thing to pick on. It is. It's a weird thing to to pick on but i feel like you know like every company has to kind of like like i said decide like what they're capable of doing or what they have control over so maybe bk just decided like hey this is something that we can do and like good for them for coming up with that
1: bad uh, execution bad, bad. execution
0: <laughs> with the commercial and jumping the gun yeah. yeah no we've already said that i think everybody yeah. knows
1: that we like didn't we like we don't the agree <laughs> in case you still weren't sure don't like it
0: <laughs> yeah don't like it uh part of me kind of wonders though and I mean this will probably rub a few people the wrong way but I'm just like genuinely curious like is some of is one of the things that the agricultural community is upset about is it because someone that wasn't involved in ag did like Hi. research and a study and tried to make changes to the ag industry like you know from an outsider's perspective could that be part of it because I kind of feel like they get a little upset every time somebody comes up with like numbers about like what what ag's impact is or what ag could be doing better. Like, is that why they're mad? Because mm. I'm I kind of feel like it, it's a good thing to have somebody from the outside doing something because like then their biases aren't aren't influencing their research or their their uh,
1: results. Does that make any sense? Um. Yeah, I think. I don't want to generalize the ag community. Yeah, Um, I don't either. And And I I, I know you don't. (laughs) I know you don't. I could see that that could be a reason, like an outsider. Um, I don't like people telling me how to do my job, especially when they do it in a really loud, awkward way. Um, I could see that maybe they don't appreciate the suggestion. I could see maybe it going over better if it was presented in a different way. Um, And didn't demonize the poor cow gases. (laughs) They can't help it. (laughs) Um, I also think too. Kind of goes back to. Climate change being heavily political. And. Some. Disagreement in the numbers of the amount of scientists. That actually acknowledge that it's, it's a human problem. I found some really interesting articles. About. How they actually come to the agreement of it being a human problem versus a nature problem. And it's a little shocking to me (laughs) how we're not so sure. Um, So I think it really goes back onto like what you believe to your core and in the type of person you are and if you can take feedback. Um, But I am a fan of the research they're doing and I'm a fan of improving things. So I don't think that what BK is doing is wrong overall. And I'm a fan of their research. So I will leave it there. But I also don't have cows to feed. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) I only have one cow to feed. So are you going to
1: feed them lemongrass feed?
0: If you can uh, get your hands on it? I don't know. Maybe I'll grow some and see if he likes it. (laughs) Yeah, I need to grow the Mexican kind. I'm in, like, zone 5. So I don't think, no, not zone 5. I'm in zone 6. So I don't think I can grow the Mexican hand, <laughs> Dang it.
1: Um,
0: But I don't know. We'll see. I can't, like, measure his GHG output or anything like that. And I've actually never heard Percy fart. I've only heard him burp,
1: so there's that. <laughs> so you have proof. Unless he's, like, a silent but deadly guy. I mean, he totally could he be. be. He's pretty stinky. <laughs> but anyways, we have a few more things about the BK.
0: Yes, just a few more things. Yes. So. Uh, this is what Burger King says on their
1: website, so I'll
0: read it verbatim it's straight from the link that'll be in the show notes about, like, what their cow's menu thing is all about. And they said, we know that our supply chain is just a small piece of the overall puzzle, and we can't do this on our own. It's only when these solutions are widely adopted by the beef industry that we can make a tangible, positive impact. And that's why we're making the cow's menu formula open source and free for all to use. We teamed up with scientists to create a formula, making it and our supporting research publicly available so that every fast food brand, meat supplier, and farmer can replicate, test, and refine it. If we all work together as an industry to develop and adopt open source solutions such as the cows menu formula, we can aim to tangibly reduce methane emissions and develop concrete actions on climate change that aspire to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals for 2030. So this is all part of our beef sustainability strategy, we're improving our beef sourcing approach, promoting best practices at all levels of the supply chain, and driving creative solutions through research and collaboration.
1: Well, why didn't they just say that in the commercial?
0: Exactly. That's
1: so reasonable. I'm sure they're getting funding to do the research and stuff too.
0: Oh, I'm sure that they are. Which
1: is good. Which is great.
0: Yes, it is. It's it's super awesome. And so uh BK and Farm Babe actually got together on a Zoom meeting and had like a chat dun, about dun, all of this.
1: Is that available to watch?
0: uh so i don't think it's available to watch but she does have a video in the link uh one of the the article from ag daily that we'll link to in the show notes has a video that has her synopsis on it okay she she recorded a video of herself and like the aftermath of the zoom essentially and the results of the zoom is that burger king has edited the video so I don't know if my play-by-play was typed before they edited the video or not oh I think it might have been Mm -hmm. done after yeah
1: because the elevator scene was the butthole thing
0: oh yeah see and I don't I don't remember seeing that yeah
1: and I wonder if they took the melting ice caps out too because I feel like you would have caught that so we'll have to go back and watch it again
0: We will. We'll have to find out if they, because I kind of remember the first one. But when you were saying, like, the kids being birthed by the cow's buttholes, I was like, I feel like I should have remembered that. (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised that you didn't. So, yeah, you might have
1: saw it after.
0: Yeah. So, and and the version of the video that I saw only had 25,000 views. So, I think I saw it after it had already been edited. Um, The BK executive was apologetic. And Farm Babe is under the impression that they genuinely felt sad for making farmers
1: feel that way. I mean, I I would. They honestly tell us if they didn't feel sad though. I feel like if you catch <laughs> somebody on a lie or catch somebody cheating, they're immediately re- re- like remorseful because they're they feel bad that they got caught.
0: Yeah, I mean that's like parenting 101, I, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know how this works. <laughs>
0: And the Burger King executive said that he had no idea that it would receive such backlash and said that it was not their intention at all.
1: And I call BS on that horde because there's no such thing as bad press. Why would they put together such an outrageous commercial if they didn't think people would have some kind of reaction? And honestly, they got a freaking reaction. And now people are talking about their research and everything that they're doing. So it's not really bad for them, because there's going to be something that comes along in another week or two that offends people again, and they'll forget that they're pissed at BK. Like either their PR person is like freaking clueless or this is like a genius plan to get attention. I don't and know.
0: <laughs> honestly, I'm kind of leaning towards the genius plan. Yeah. I'm in total agree with you for that agreement with you on that. Cause yeah, there there is no such thing as bad press. Like I mean, okay, there is such thing as bad <laughs> press. I don't want to generalize like that, but when we're talking about something that just offends people, like, you know, on their surface like this and gets people like really ragey, this will get buried under other news in a week or two and people will forget about it. You're right. So Yep. So this is a quote from uh, the piece that Farm Babe wrote for Ag Daily, which there will be a link to that in the show notes. And she wrote, the opinions of the scientists involved is overwhelmingly in agreement. Promoting reduction of methane should be applauded and breakthrough research should be shared. However, the marketing and commercial was awful. (laughs) Their facts were arguably premature and not accurate. And the farmers and scientists weren't given a say. So... uh, On that Zoom call, they actually did make plans for Burger King to do a tour and a film at Farm Babes Farm. They're going to put out a new ad campaign for their cows menu. So they are going to do something that's more like accurate cow farming, not a yodeling child-filled commercial. (laughs) And um, they are keeping that yodeling Hot Mess of a commercial though. But 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 breaking news right before we started com- right before we started recording, Burger King pulled the commercial from TV markets. Oh. So, it's only available on the internet now.
1: <laughs> well, what's interesting is they have like that shorter version that is more factual and that one doesn't piss me off nearly as much as the original one. So maybe they're just using that condensed one cuz I haven't seen the yodeling one since that first night.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But I have I have YouTube TV, so like the channels we have are very limited, and I don't know how they decide what commercials show up or not. So, yeah. That's true. I'm wondering if other people have opinions on this, though, like in our Facebook group or email us your thoughts. If you think Sam's crazy for some of the shit she said.
0: Or if you think Bev's crazy. I mean, I think this is part of what makes this fun, though, I think you and I both came to a similar yeah, ending yeah. conclusion, but we both have very different feelings about yeah. it. And I think that that's a good thing. And I actually, I think that both of our feelings are valid. And I'm not yeah, saying that because definitely. I'm like a touchy feeling like, you know, person like that.
1: <laughs> no, no, but I think it's important for people to see that we have different reactions to things and we don't 100% agree on everything. But we can agree at the end of the day that the intentions of the research are good. And that nobody goes to work each day planning to do bad things unless they're, like, an evil scientist. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But there are ways to have these kinds of conversations where you don't agree on things 100% of the time. And it's okay. And we're still really good friends.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to get, like totally publicly rage filled no. every time something makes you upset if if that happens to you you got to go back and listen to our episode all about being triggered. yeah it was
1: a good one <laughs> I was definitely triggered after the commercial because you're like the first person I texted and but I just <laughs> yeah it's interesting like our different perceptions based on how we received the information first and I think that overlying theme of digging into the facts first saves people from being triggered and it gets you really good information so i recommend that approach when people are feeling confused or rage-filled
0: so now it's time for we can't even corner yay
1: more crazy stuff yes do you want to go first or do you want me to go first
0: Yes, I will go first <laughs> because I literally couldn't even that this was a headline and it says corn sweat makes the heat wave even more dangerous. And I was like, what, what the hell is corn, sweat? <laughs> is corn sweat? So it turns out corn sweat is a thing, but it's not just corn sweat. It's actually just like plant sweat in general. So, oh. before I read what this article says, like if it wasn't corn, it would be soybeans or it would be whatever else was, was being grown. Plants like take the, take, take the moisture up out of the ground and then it like evaporates out of the top of them and it adds to the heat index. Which is why the Midwest can feel so unbearably sweltering. Because I was genuinely curious what that feeling was. Because it's been the hottest two weeks of my entire life. And I lived in Phoenix for 14 years. Yeah. Well,
1: that's like a, they call that a dry heat, though, in Phoenix, don't
0: they? Uh, They do. But it just feels like a blow dryer is blowing in your face 24 hours. So I roll my eyes at the dry heat thing, too. Ew. So this article, is from CBS News, i will be a link to it in the show notes, they say the dangerous heat wave responsible for breaking more than 100 heat records across the US since last Thursday, including a heat index of 122 in Baltimore is finally in the process of diminishing, but perhaps the most stunning of all the records challenged in recent days was the humidity levels in the upper Midwest. And it talks about how the dew point is a measure of how much moisture is in the air. Mm-hmm. And the higher the dew point number is, the more humid it is. And the dew point in Wisconsin reached an unprecedented level uh, on Friday, which was just like insane. The unprecedented level was that it made the heat index like 140 something degrees somewhere, which is insane. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like that's like apocalyptic feels like. <laughs> So here's how corn sweat works, just in case somebody's curious. Uh, in an effort to cool down, humans perspire by sweating liquid water, but plants transpire by sweating gaseous water vapor. Kind of like that, letting the uh, letting the moisture out that I talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of this. And corn stalks suck up water from their roots and then release that moisture out in the form of water vapor through small pores. And it's called stomata. On the surface of their leaves, the technical term for release of moisture from both the soil and the crops themselves is called evapotranspiration. And so basically, it's just that there's so many plants on fields that it drives the humidity level up which drives up the heat index like to like staggering levels which is pretty crazy i had never heard of this before i'm sure like a bunch of people are rolling their eyes and they're like yeah 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 i'm <laughs> like we're used to this in the corn belt and the midwest totally did Somebody my from eyes the all. desert <laughs> i never had never heard, I've of this. Never heard i saw of it the either. graphic yeah. okay good so I'm not alone no. so when I saw the graphic on Facebook I, I was like sounds, what is this hot bullshit it sounds crazy <laughs> but I, it, I've
1: never heard of it before now.
0: OK, so now everybody knows what corn sweat is. And I'm not saying that like cornfields are a bad thing. I've got a big giant one across from my from my house. I didn't want people to take this as me saying that. Right, but I thought it was corn. super fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all feed corn across the yeah. street from my house. None of it's like the sweet corn that I enjoy. But I guess my animals eat the feed corn. So so yeah, so that's the end of my can't even. It was kind of a big one. That's So weird.
1: <laughs> I've never heard of that before. So I really can't even about that one either.
0: Oh, good. Well, what else can't you even about this week?
1: So, I found an article on technologynetworks.com um, from today. Uh, and it, the title is Liquor, Leftovers, and Feed Produces Happier Pigs and Tastier Pork. Ooh. And this is an original story from the University of Tokyo. And it says, tastier pork comes from pigs that eat the barley leftover after making the Japanese liquor sochu. I'm guessing on pronunciation there. Um, A team of professional brewers and academic farmers state that nutrients in the leftover fermented barley may reduce the animal stress, resulting in better tasting sirloin and fillets. Mm. Um, it goes on to say um i won't read the whole article but basically leftovers of this barley show signs of lowering stress and it also says that it makes tastier pork and they did do like a blind taste test on that so people can um And kind of (laughs) make their decision without being biased about what it looks like or smells like. Or I guess they could still smell it. But they're saying that there's better umami tenderness and juiciness and flavor in these pigs than the other ones. And they actually didn't notice any weight difference between the two diets. Um, The pigs were all slaughtered at the standard age of six months of age. Meaning any difference in the quality of meat was not because of difference in quantities of fat. Hmm. so yeah i mean i'm less stressed after i have a drink so i can get where these pigs might be coming from
0: <laughs> yeah i'm definitely less stressed right now that's for sure <laughs> yeah
1: so i thought that was interesting the, the whole article is kind of neat to read so we'll have that link in the show notes
0: so be sure and send us your can't evens you can put them in our facebook group send us to to us via Facebook Messenger or slide into our Instagram DMs or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. You can literally send them to us however. Yes. (laughs) We're not picky.
1: (laughs) Don't slide into our DMs in a dirty way though. I get enough of that on my chickens and wine page. Yeah. So gross. Is that
0: is that like a dirty insinuation? Sometimes I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know the slang. I I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant for like the longest time. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I'm in some ways because I don't like consume a lot of like outside things. Mm-hmm. I just am super, like, not knowledgeable about what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I'm a big fan of reality TV and pop culture, so we balance yeah. each other out there, too. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm out on the pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure you leave us a review if you haven't already. Um, if you do that over on Apple Podcasts, we do read one a week. If you don't have an iPhone or an iPad or any other I product you can download iTunes onto your laptop and leave us a review that way. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle in the review or some way we can find you because what we do is we read one a week. We draw a name out of a quote-unquote hat at the end of the month. Um, and that person gets a coffee mug that is not and never will be in our shop. So, um, yeah, leave us a review and see if you can win a mug. Yeah. So this week's review is from
0: Casey, which is KLD201 on Apple Podcasts, and the title is "Great Podcast for All the Farm Girls Out There." Woo hoo! We'll be woo girls for a second. <laughs> She said, hey, ladies, I'm a new listener, and oh, man, I already love the show. As an Oregon hazelnut farmer, garden lover, and wannabe chicken farmer, your topics are spot on. I love the comedy added into the tips and advice that all of us farm girls could use, and the drink recommendations are a plus, too. Keep on doing your thing and not giving a cluck. Cheers.
1: Aw, I love it.
0: Thanks, Casey, for leaving us a review. That totally warmed our hearts. It
1: did. So just a few housekeeping things. Um, Sadly, Coop Camp 2020 has been canceled, but it's been rescheduled to June 4th through 6th, 2021. So if you did buy tickets for this year, you should have received an email explaining that you can ask for a refund or carry over the registration fee to next year. Um, We're planning on being there um i've already marked like blocked off the time on my calendar at work i haven't requested the time off because i don't want them to think i'm a freak since it's like 11 months away um (laughs) but i've like blocked it on my calendar because i'm so excited um so yeah uh we're bummed that it's not happening this year but out of the abundance of safety i think i i agree that it was the right thing to do
0: me too and drink and farm has a phone number it's 401-426-3276 which is 401-426 farm you can call us and leave us a voicemail with your question your farm story or maybe something you can't even about and we play those voicemails on our mini yeah
1: and make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen this is a really helpful way to help us out on the podcast i know i don't always download episodes when I listen to podcasts I feel a little hypocritical right now maybe I should start doing that so I have better karma (laughs) Um, but it does help our numbers and it helps more people like you find us so please do that.
0: And if you share this episode over on Instagram by sharing the Instagram post that'll have our drink photos on it in your stories and tagging us, we will send you a promo code that is good for this episode that will give you a percentage off in our shop.
1: And we have so many links to articles for this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes to check those out. And we also have up a survey to link that can, that allows you to tell us how we're doing anonymously. We do read those and talk about each and every one. So we do value your opinions and make sure you check out our social media and our merch shop.
0: So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This was a, uh, I actually thought it was a fun yeah. episode to do because we kind of got to like dive into something that's a little different, yeah. but still farming-related.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't—I didn't sweat as much as I thought I would because I told Bev before this, like during difficult conversations, I sweat more. <laughs> TMI. Fun facts about Sam. Um, no, it was—it was a good, healthy conversation. I think. Yes. So until next time, drink, farm,
0: and give, give zero, zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: We drink things, we
0: farm things,
1: we drink and farm things. My Pet Chicken's mission is to make life easy and fun for urban and backyard chicken owners with, our, with their own line of products, free information, tools, and resources. And boy, do they deliver. You can mix and match a wide variety of chicken breeds in your order. If you're not
0: sure which chickens are right for you, there's a handy Pick a Chicken Breed Selector tool. They also sell goslings and ducklings if you want to add some waddling additions to your farm.
1: There's a wealth of information on the website to support you as a chicken keeper, too. Go to mypetchicken.com slash farm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast and fulfill your poultry addiction needs.